Hello, everyone. Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. Thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to add Prep Talk to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow us on social media. This episode, we are talking about how New York City businesses can be ready for emergencies. Now, we've seen time and time again that emergencies have disastrous consequences for businesses, especially for those that aren't prepared. That's right, Allison. We have a panel of experts with us that will share how the city helps businesses prepare for and recover from emergencies. We'll also take a look at how businesses can take action and get ready. Please welcome from the Department of Small Business Services, Bernadette Nation. She is the Executive Director of Emergency Response and Intergovernmental Services. We also have Benjamin Newman, who is the Executive Director of Growth Services. And then Catherine Howard, she is the Deputy Director of Public-Private Initiatives here at New York City Emergency Management. Thank you all for being here. Thanks Thanks a lot for having us. Bernadette and Benjamin, we're going to start with you guys. Now, studies show that many businesses, they never reopen after a major emergency or a disaster. Now, how does the Department of Small Business Services help New York City businesses prepare, respond, and recover? Bernadette? Omar, that is a very good question, and you're right. Nationally, studies show that 25% of our small businesses never recover from disaster. That's just too large a percentage for us at the Department of Business Services. And we try to help those businesses recover with the business recovery services that we provide. When we are on site at a, a disaster that's impacting several businesses, we, we first introduce ourselves, of course, to the business owner and let them know who we are and that we are their liaison between their business impact the impact on their business and the services that we provide. But when we're on site, one of the most important uh, services that we provide are emergency updates. Uh, It's difficult for the business owner to speak to the fire chief. So we are that liaison between the fire chief or the the intergovernmental agencies, the first responders, Mm -hmm. and the businesses concern, questions, requests. Uh, We also help them with retrieval of their important documents or, in some cases, cash. Just recently, there was a six-alarm fire uh, in the Bronx, and we have quite a few businesses, well, we had six businesses, Mm -hmm. but half of them have safes that are within the rubble, and they need to be retrieved. So we will work with the first responders uh, when the time comes for the contractors to come in and do their demolition, and we will extricate the safes or the cash registers that may not have been consumed by the fire. Wow. So that's, that's one of the services that we, we provide. Um, we also, again, we navigate government for them. As you know, small businesses, most of them are immigrant businesses, and it's difficult for them to navigate our bureaucratic system. Right. We do that for them. 
on the one hand, we you know we help businesses immediately after disasters, and that's. But also, we want to make sure the businesses are better prepared going forward. You know, so um, after Hurricane Sandy back in 2012, we saw the devastation that that you know that that, that so many neighborhoods um, had to deal with, and a lot of businesses as well. And what we saw in our recovery efforts there is that although businesses were coming back, they were not necessarily better prepared for future emergencies. And that's, that's the genesis of a program that we've been operating now for three years called the Business Preparedness and Resiliency Program, Business Prep for short. And what we offer is we offer workshops in which we talk about emergency preparedness and business resiliency, and that's in collaboration with the uh, New York City Emergency, emergency management, and and then we also offer you know webinars, and that's just to talk about what's the basic principles of business continuity planning. What steps can you take to make sure that your documents are backed up? Make sure that you know who you're. You have all the contact information for your employees, for your vendors, for your suppliers that you can notify your circles if there can't. There, you know if your business is not accessible if deliveries can't go through as expected. And then we also have on-site risk assessments followed by uh, a grant, and that's specifically for businesses that were impacted by Hurricane Sandy, for them to be able to, to get a deep review with an expert, and then based on the recommendations coming out of that review, to, 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 to purchase some equipment such as backup generators um, or a digital point-of-sale system so that data is not lost. So, so these are just a few things that, you know, we can talk about further over the course of this, you know, this conversation here of the ways that we help businesses prepare for emergencies. Now, Benjamin, I'm glad you brought up Hurricane Sandy. Can you kind of give us a look at the landscape of business preparedness prior to Hurricane Sandy and how that may look now? How prepared do you think businesses were prior to the hurricane? So I wish I could say that, you know, that, the business, that a lot has changed. I think that you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make inroads on that, but it's something that what happens is I think a lot of times biz, people have the conception that they can figure it out. Right? Right. You know, mm-hmm. if, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, yep. they, they go into business for themselves, and, and I, every time I interact with one of the businesses in New York City, I'm, I'm just so impressed because they, they figured out so much and how to get things done within, you know, within a pretty difficult context. And, and so they have this confidence, and that confidence can sometimes work against them, right? Mm. In the sense of, that doesn't mean that you can weather all storms, right? right? There, there will be disasters that come up, whether it's a fire, whether it's um, a ga- you know, gas leak, whether it's a water main break. These are things that happen on a, you know, on a pretty regular basis in the city, mm-hmm. and that's not even talking about a major storm like Hurricane Sandy, right? right. So, so I think there's a misconception about what you can prepare for yourselves, and, and so a lot of things we noticed were that businesses were underinsured. And I think that's something that we're still trying to, you know, trying to educate people now. There's, there's a place for insurance. I'm not saying you have to insure everything, but you, do have the, you should understand what your insurance covers and what other insurance options are out there for you. Um, and then another thing that really made it hard for us to help them after Hurricane Sandy was documentation, right? So... Nowadays, with all the tools that we have available, there is simply no reason for your documents to be in a box in your basement. Hmm. Gets, you know, gets flooded or there's a fire, it's all lost. 
you can't make an insurance claim. You cannot get any um, you know, federal funds if there's a, been a major disaster if you cannot show us what you lost, if you cannot show us what your revenue would have been. So for me, it's really about right now trying to educate people that it's, it's good business practice to have that set up. It's good pra- business practice to know your finances. It's good business practice to have you know, the contact information of people that you need to be in touch with, vendors, um, key customers, your employees, to have that on file in multiple locations. Right? There's, we can store things in the cloud nowadays. You can take a picture of it and you can store it online. There is simply no reason to not have your key documents backed up. And so there's a lot of things that people can be doing on a day-to-day basis that that people not were not necessarily doing beforehand. And I think that's part of this education campaign that we're doing right now to get people to take those small steps. It's And it's also just good business practice. Have a backup to the backup. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, now, Benjamin, you know, touched upon continuity of operations, which is ways to make sure that your business can operate during and after an emergency. We also talked about common misconceptions of how businesses can be prepared. Um, this is a question for all of you. What have you found to be the most common reason businesses don't prepare for emergencies? We kind of understand how individuals don't prepare or why they don't, but I'm very curious. I mean, business, I mean, this is this is the fabric of what you are or what you're doing, um, your contribution to your community as an example. Why do you think businesses aren't preparing for emergencies? Through my experience working with the emergencies or the physical disasters that small businesses or businesses uh, uh, experience uh, daily, one misconception is it'll never happen to me. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. They, you know, I'm going to tell you, I love entrepreneurs because I think that that is so, uh, you know, that is like so forceful to have it in your mind that you are going to open a business. You know, you have to make sure that you can get your door open, get your employees in, get the, the utilities operating, get that business up and operational so that your customers can experience your services or your products. That's what they think about. Right. They don't think about, you know, one day there might be a fire down the block and it might be a seven alarm and it shuts down a two block square area of uh, their commercial corridor. And now they have no pedestrian traffic, no vehicular Mm -hmm. traffic. Your operation stops. Right. That's a great point. You did not experience any physical disaster. Right. What we call indirect Impact is mm-hmm. what your experience, what we call business interruption, that's your experience. I always used to, I still do, uh, explain to an entrepreneur, insurance, 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 like location, location, right. location. Okay. Number one, have the insurance. That's your backup that if anything happens, you have some revenue that will be extended to you within 30 days or maybe 90 days the most. But if you don't have that, you don't have anything to fall on as far as revenue generating. That's number one. Another thing is, the, another misconception is, they think the city has grants for them. Mm. They really think their tax dollars are going into some fund <laughs> that when something happens, the city's gonna come and just write them a check. Right. 
I, I, I'm telling you, I've been through it. They really think that. And I have to explain to them that, no, your taxes goes to keeping our city operational so your kids could go to school, so our roads could be smooth and, you know, uh, the potholes can be repaired and, you know, that we have uh, uh, the tra our transportation system is running, you know, up and running and, and our fire department, you know, responds to fires. That's where your tax dollars go. It doesn't go to a pot for when you have a fire, we're going to extend you a check. Right. You right. must have insurance. And then with, with, with that, all the other items and, and, and products that you need to have in order to have that business continuity, which we will talk about. Uh, so th that's one of the two. And, and thirdly, when they do get insurance, they get the least expensive policy. Hmm. They need to have business interruption insurance because you may not experience that physical disaster, but your business may be shut down for a week. It may be shut down for three days. That is a lot of revenue that you're gonna lose. If you had business interruption insurance, that will offset what you're going to lose going forward. So that's, that's my idea, just through experience. And I'm gonna date myself. I've been doing this for 20 years plus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would I would add to that that I think another misconception is that um, it is hard um, to prepare and mm. it also costs a lot of money to prepare, both of which are not true. But um, I, I will say that, you know, I've talked to a lot of small businesses doing presentations and talking about um, how to be prepared. And it really, you know, if you I would suggest spending more than five minutes on it. But if you only have five minutes to give, that's fine. As I, I always tell people that if you if you think about it, if you say, hmm, if my business was not open tomorrow, what would I do? That first thought process is going to take you far. Because when something does happen, uh, you don't want to have to be thinking about it for the first time right in that moment when you're very stressed out and don't know what to do. So if you have five minutes, think about what you do. Think about uh, how would you tell your employees if all of a sudden um, it's before your store opens uh, and you need to tell your employees not to show up. How would you do that? What if the phones weren't working? Um, do you have their phone number? Um, you know, thinking about, you know, if you what op what parts of your business are the most critical? If you could, if you had to prioritize your operations, what goes first? What can wait a couple hours, a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Um, and so, just even having that thought process and ideally writing it down uh, will take you so far. And then you can always build on that. But it's it's free. You can do it while you're commuting on the train. Um, you know, you can just keep building off of that. And it's really it takes it's baby steps. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And and one thing that I'd add to that is, it's also it's also a conversation that you need to have. It's not something that you can just keep to yourself. Um, you know, um, I actually um, interacted with this one business owner in Staten Island who um, she herself experienced a health disaster. You know, so it was something where she, she got sick and she was out for, for a few months and her business almost went under because of that, because mm -hmm. she had not informed her employees about how to handle some key tasks, right? So I think a lot of times the business owner as a business owner, you've, you've got it all figured out. You know what you're going to do. You know your backup. You've thought about this. Maybe you've even written it down. And that's, if you've done that, great. Really, that's awesome. Now you have to do one step more. And that is you have to share that information with some people in your company, right? If You have to make sure to share that with some of your key employees, some people that are responsible for some of the main activities that keep your business up and running. And, 
And so she was able to do that. At, you know, coming back from the from, from this health scare, she was able to to share that out, train some of her employees. And so when Hurricane Sandy happened, she had empowered her team to be able to help her out. Right. So that's something that. You need to have that have it be a conversation. You need to think through it. Maybe some of your employees know better on what to do. They they might know some details and give feedback. And the more you can involve your team to be again empowered to make decisions, the more likely it is that you will, as a team, figure out how to get back. But if you keep it all to yourself, and you might not be that day, you might be out for whatever reason. You being out might be part of the disaster. So hmm. again, you need to have that be a conversation. These are all great points that you guys are, are, are bringing up, you know, from the business interruption and the indirect impacts that Bernadette mentioned to the practical ways in which businesses can prepare. Uh, Catherine talked a little about that. And Catherine, I want to ask you, because I know New York City Emergency Management, they created the Partners in Preparedness program. That's a way for businesses to demonstrate uh, their commitment to being prepared, being ready. Um, Tell us a little about that, and you kind of touched on it a little, but can you expound upon that? Um, Partners in Preparedness is our nationally recognized program for businesses of all sizes and industries. Um, through the program, we provide free resources, information, and support for individuals and organizations to create a plan, be prepared, and to be resilient. Um, some of the ways we do this um, is by giving out emergency information. We have lots of information from the city. We're monitoring 24 seven and we pass along that information uh, through this program um, and through different uh, other programs we offer uh, directly to businesses. So you can know what's happening in your neighborhood and you can, you can know from a trusted source of what's going on and you don't have to rely on speculation. Um, we also offer free resources. So um, one of the things we do is we have an event in a box. So if you're interested in actually having, if you have a, a maybe a, lar a little bit larger size of business and you want to have some sort of fair, um, either for your customers or for your um, constituents or your staff, whatever it might be, you can um, request a box and it has lots of free materials, including pens, some things to raffle off. It has some posters. Um, and so you can um, set up a little fair. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, going back to my other, my other point, it doesn't have to be difficult, right? Like we have a lot of different resources. They're all free and we really want to help. So in whatever way we can, um, we also can do presentations. So if it's talking to your business and to your employees about preparedness and how to be prepared at home so they can come help during an emergency or working with you, um, or if you and a couple other small businesses want to learn more about preparedness, we can talk to you about that. Um, we also do events, um, and this is all through all through Partners in Preparedness. Um, we do events um, such as webinars where you can learn about different plans that the city has. Um, we do different networking events so you can meet other people in this program and so you can have a friendly face. So if something does happen, maybe you meet someone in a different industry or they're a larger business, but they, they work down the street and their building is right there. So if something does happen, you have a point of contact and you can call them and say, have you talk to so-and-so, do you know who I should talk to? And, and you have that, um, that community. Um, and we also, as part of this, you know, if you can, it's really easy to sign up. You just register. We ask that you complete five simple activities. Um, and those tie back into what um, myself and Benjamin were talking about in terms of uh, these activities are simple, like making a plan, um, talking to your employees about what they would do um, if you weren't around, those kinds of things. Um, and once you complete those, you get a certificate that you can show off. You get a seal that you can put on your door. You can put on your website that 
indicates that you are committed to preparedness and um, it's it's really great for customers to see that um, and to know too that you know if, if something does happen you're you are prepared and you're working towards that so they can rely on you um, because you'll still be around and Catherine uh, where can people go to kind of get started and to get this information is there a website yeah so if you go to www.nyc.gov slash partners in preparedness, um, you can learn more about it um, and you can take a look at who else is involved in this program. Um, and that's where you can sign up. Wonderful. Great. Well, I love that you touched on all of the resources that are available for businesses uh, through the Partners in Preparedness program. And I know that uh, the Department of Small Business Services provides a number of resources for businesses as well. So what I would like to hear are the resources that are available um, to you know businesses, whether they're large or small, and what do they cost? Because we were talking about insurance, that people are afraid to get you know, the Cadillac of insurances because they're afraid <laughs> of spending too much money on that because they think something's not going to happen to them. But we were you know, going back to everyone's point, emergency preparedness doesn't cost a lot of time. Does it cost money? If, no, if I may. <laughs> no, yeah, no is the answer. But if if I may, free is for um, me. <laughs> what's, what's great about New York City? It, it is a city of resources, uh, and those resources are free. I always tell the business, you're a business taxpayer. Okay, mm-hmm. your taxes go to help the city grow. With that said, every service we provide. It's free. Okay, so you don't, and I'm going to tell you, business owners think that, you know, they're supposed to pay us, and we tell them, no, this is free, and they're really shocked, you know, especially immigrant business owners. They're they're very um, used to having a lawyer when something goes wrong. They're used to having their CPA certified public accountant prepare all their uh, uh, taxes and their uh, um, monthly statements or quarterly statements. I mean, I've even had business owners tell me, oh, I don't have that paperwork. My CPA has it. And I'm like, okay, but do you speak to them? And they don't, they don't even speak to them. So they don't even mm-hmm. know what they have. They don't even have their lease because their CPA has it, which right. is great. It's off site, but they have no idea. They put everything in the hands of someone that they paid. When it comes to New, to New York City, our resources are free. Okay, some of the resources that my unit provides, uh, we call it business recovery services. And again, we act as that liaison between those services and we help them with rebuilding. So as far as uh, uh, their license that permits that may have been consumed in a fire or a water main break, we will help them to uh, get those. Re- uh, we will help them with relicensing uh, uh, assistance. Uh, their insurance claim, we work directly with the New York State Department of Financial Services to make sure that their insurance company is not taking advantage of them. Uh, we also have pro bono, that's Italiano for free, <laughs> free legal advice and services, okay? That could be very expensive. Um, we also help them with uh, facilities disruption. When the street is shut down, we will work with NYPD to make sure that there is a, a, a entryway to their business, that their customers can get to their business, even though the block is shut down, as long as it's safe to do so. Um, 
myriad of uh, uh, services, uh, but those are just some of the services that we do, my unit provides, as well as monitoring their uh, 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 resiliency, their uh, business continuity to make sure that they open within a certain amount of time. Great. And, and just to add on to that, um, it's, it's very simple to find um, more information about these resources. You can go to www.nyc.gov backslash business prep and all of the information's on there. We also have free emergency planning worksheets that you can that you can download. They're in PDF form, and it walks you through the basic tenets of, of, of how to build a plan, your main activities, documenting some key, key assets that you have, making sure that you write down the contact information of your insurance agent, that you write down the contact information of your building owner, um, and that you have a list of some of the key documents, like your lease. Like some of your like some of your tax documents, and and just talking about the lease, I think that's one big thing that that um that we also want to make sure to flag. A lot of business owners rent here in New York City, right? So when it comes to the lease, the lease might also contain information of, about who's responsible for um, repairing damage to a building after an emergency, right? So you you want to make sure that you understand your lease, and I'm not just saying. You, sh- you should go and figure this out yourself. We do have a commercial lease assistance program through the Department of Small Business Services where you can access a you know, pro bono lawyer to help you understand your lease. And if you're at the point of potentially renegotiating it, that, that you can also talk through, that you can talk through what are some things that you want to keep in mind with your lease. Wonderful. And again, to echo what Bernadette said in Italiano, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pro bono, <laughs> which means free. In Spanish, it's libre, and in English, it's free, and that's the extent of my languages. <laughs> yes, for our listeners, so the Department of Small Business Services and New York City Emergency Management teamed up to create the Ready New York for Business Guide and a planning toolkit, which are really great free resources um, that can allow you to make your plan. Um, you can access it by visiting nyc.gov or by calling 311. Now, this question... Uh, it's for everyone here. Now, when is the best time for businesses to think about emergency preparedness? I really want to get back to this and uh, reiterate this for our listeners and hit home this point. And uh, secondly, how often should a business update its emergency plan? So we're going to start with Benjamin uh, on this one. So I would say it's something that you should integrate into your into everyday business, right? So when I, when I think about emergency preparedness, I think about good business practice. Right. right? So, if you are going through your finan- your financials at the at the end of the week, it's like wh- you know what what revenue do we make, what you know what's the inventory turnover, and documenting that in a spreadsheet and having that spreadsheet saved online or having some kind of customer relationship management tool that you have, and again, saved in the cloud. All of that, those are steps that you're already taking. That's work that you're already doing on a day-to-day basis. And if you have that stored um, in multiple locations, you have, have a backup to it, you're already taking steps towards emergency preparedness, right? So, and, and if you're talking to your team about what you think their responsibilities are, again, that's something that you do. You might have you know, your, your, your weekly team check-ins or your monthly check-ins. You want to make sure that you communicate to them, like, these are your responsibilities and... I'm relying on you, and I'm relying on you if something goes wrong that you can handle this piece of the business, right? So 
those those are conversations that can happen on a regular basis. And then if you if you have an emergency plan that you've written out that you've that you've taken care of, there's there are specific intervals. If someone leaves, if if you have an employee that change that, that that leaves and you have to rehire someone, you want to make sure to onboard them. So in the onboarding process, that's a good time to go back and review your emergency plan as you're doing. If you're as you're doing your taxes and you're 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 filing your taxes again, another good time to make sure that you've taken those tax documents and you store them in a secure backup. So, so again, I think it's something that it, it for me it comes down to good business practice and that you're thinking about uh, about how you can um, run your business efficiently and and get you know store documents, store information, back it up and give ownership to your employees so that they're empowered to help you out. Go ahead, Catherine. Um, I completely agree with Benjamin. I think that a lot of what we call emergency preparedness or business continuity is actually things that you're doing day to day. Saving your documents, uh, talking to your employees, these are all ways to be prepared. Um, and they're things that you do already. So um, with that, I would just add um, to when you're talking to your employees and when you're looking at your plans to make sure that um, not only do your employees know what's expected of them um, during and after an emergency, but to make sure that they also are prepared at home. Um, We like to say that a prepared employee is a present employee. Um, And so if you're relying on your employees for key functions of your business, it's really important to make sure that they're gonna be there and they're not going to be um, helping their family or online at the grocery store to buy water and food. And so we have, as part of that Partners Preparedness Program, we have a lot of um, resources and information to help you help your employees uh, be prepared at home, make plans for their family, know and make sure it's, you know, it's human nature to to need to be prepared personally and for your family first. Um, And as a business owner, you think about that too, and not only for your business, but for your your own personal safety. Um, And so to really just make sure that you're taking care of your business, but also that your employees are, are doing their due diligence and you're helping them with that. Yeah, and, and if I may, um, I feel one of the best times to prepare for, uh, to prepare a business uh, a continuity plan or to prepare for emergencies is before you start your business and when you're creating your business plan. You should include your business preparedness plan within that business plan. Um, and whatever whatever that entails, that is a good time to to start it, where most entrepreneurs, again, they don't think that that's going to happen to them, that some emergency is not going to affect them. That is the best time uh, uh, to plan. And um, as far as um, and on an, on having a, a, a time period, a time frame, um, I think just like um, we have all our public uh, uh, agencies and schools have quarterly fire drills, well, you should have a quarterly uh, evacuation plan or prepare for a scenario of a disaster. Practice it with your employees so that when it does happen, you guys know what to do. Have, uh, as Benjamin alluded to, and Catherine, have those essential employees uh, uh, help guide that. I think it's I think it's really a great point. It's It's almost common sense that if you're prepared at home, you'll be prepared at work. But sometimes I know that that, you know, often isn't considered. And I think you guys make an excellent point that employees are such a huge asset to helping a business operate, whether it's, you know, during a non-emergency time or during a disaster. 
So to have that emphasis there and, and providing them with the tools to help with business continuity and continuity of operations is especially important. Yeah, and the city has a, a number of resources, as everyone mentioned. And one of the ones that I want to mention here is the Notify NYC. And I know Catherine spoke earlier about uh, making sure that you're in the know as far as what emergencies uh, may occur or within your radius, uh, your location. And uh, you can call 311 uh, to sign up for Notify NYC. You can also download the app. Mm-hmm. Um, as free app that you can download, or you can go to nyc.gov slash notify nyc uh, to sign up there. Uh, this has been great. I mean, we've learned about, you know, business interruption, indirect impacts, because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, an emergency may not impact you directly, but you uh, may, um, unfortunately, uh, deal with business interruption or those indirect impacts. Catherine, you mentioned the event in a box that, you know, people can have for their businesses to help them uh, prepare. Uh, what I love about this conversation, uh, preparedness is, uh, is practical. Um, preparedness is simple, it's free, it's for you, and it's for me. That's my little poem, my little sign-off. Uh, so thank you all for being here with us today. Uh, remember, you can visit nyc.gov slash business prep and nyc.gov slash partners in preparedness to learn more about how you can get your business ready before an emergency. Thank you all. Insightful conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's this edition of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online and through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.